Good morning, afternoon, or evening, my dudes and does. Welcome to another anticlimactic episode of Noir and Nope. This is Janine here. I'm going to be talking to you about things that are rattling in my brain for the next 20, 30 minutes. Um, yeah, enjoy that. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, thanks for joining in. If it's not, hey, what's up? Thanks for coming by again. I don't know why you want to put yourself through this torture once again, but hey, we're here. Let's just have a good time, shall we? Um, Yes, it's December 6th, finally, Mercury. I think this is the last day of Mercury being in retrograde. Thank the Lord, because I don't know about you guys out there, but this Mercury retrograde thing was really putting me through some things like legit issues and situations that are small and minute as one but when kind of joined all together it's kind of like the walls are melting and the sky is falling and the ground is fire all at the same time but that's over with hopefully smooth sailing ahead looking forward to 2019 i try not to make what do you call them resolutions because they they never work they never work you're good for like maybe a week week and a half maybe two weeks and then all of a sudden it's like back to the old you but what is the thing that they say it takes what 22 23 24 days to break out of a habit or start a new one uh yeah i don't think i make it that far ever (laughs) i just try to make the resolute uh quote-unquote resolution i don't want to call it a resolution but for lack of a better term let's just call it that i just my resolution every day every year excuse me is to be better than i was the previous year any and everything that i'm doing at that particular moment i like to think that i was better this year than i was the previous year and a lot of elements in my life but probably not (laughs) probably not no I was I was I was a lot more confident I was a lot more aggressive in a good way not aggressive you know putting people in headlocks randomly that's not cool but you know standing up for myself a lot more yeah I was doing a lot of that so yeah I'm definitely better than I was well damn sure better than I was eight years ago that was that was not a good year or years technically but that's a I guess that's a story for another podcast because that was in regards to a relationship that was in quotation marks for many reasons but again you know let's talk about that at another time let's just talk about that another time so I was actually this was yesterday or the day before yeah about the i think it was the day before i was reading the article on gothamist shout out to gothamist was it gothamist or a gawker that like stopped existing for a bit and then popped back back yeah i can't speak popped back up i think it was gothamist that took a chill pill and then all of a sudden hey we're back but either way i'm pretty thankful for them actually coming back in existence whether it be in existence in my life or in existence in general. So I was actually on Gothamist 
I think it was actually two days ago because the article is posted on December 4th and I was reading it and I was actually completely appalled. You know what, you know what, you know what it is? I wasn't even appalled. I was just like, (sighs) I was exhausted reading the article because it was basically the same dance with different partners. It's just a continuous thing with the NYPD. And I don't know why I said it like that. NYPD, (laughs) NYPD and people of color. It's just, anyway, let me get into what I'm speaking about first and foremost. So a city human rights official, she says NYPD actually discouraged her from reporting a racist subway attack, which as you know, racist attacks have been on up because, you know, our fearless leaders just kind of encouraging said attacks and not really standing up against it. So yeah. Anyway, so the New York City, I'm just reading from the article again from Gothamist. So New York City Deputy Human Rights Commissioner says she was spat on by a menacing racist while riding the subway with her family last week. And NYPD officers brushed her off when she tried to report the incident. On Friday morning, her name is Marissa Jackson, uh, was riding the one train in Manhattan. Oh my God, the one train. Stories about that damn train and future podcast. <laughs> she was riding the one train in Manhattan when an irate man on a train began shouting the N-word at several black riders. Jackson said the man soon zeroed in on her, repeatedly called her an ugly n-word bitch and she tried her best to ignore him she says he continued to berate her for several minutes then allegedly spit spat past tense in her face and hair moments before fleeing the one train at the 50th street station to make matters worse the encounter was obviously traumatic for her but (laughs) making it even worse and adding insult to injury The police officers pretty much tried to discourage her in every way, shape, or form from filing a police report and basically said something along the lines of, you know, this is not gonna, you know, it's not gonna do you any good. You know, it's it's, it's pointless to do all this paperwork in Jasmine Frath. It's basically the same old song and dance that most police officers, not all, but most police officers do every time you want to report something. They don't want to do the paperwork. They don't want to do any type of uh, administrative work, for the lack of a better term. And it's discouraging. You'd think that these people who are sworn to serve and protect would actually do said serving and protecting. But apparently it's not something that a lot of them have any interest in but going back into the article uh, after waiting over an hour at the 44th precinct jackson says police officers repeatedly questioned why she would even want to file a report quote marks there's no point one allegedly said his response or her response excuse me was that she wanted to have a record substantiating the incident even if she didn't have much information about the attacker eventually she was told to take it with the transit police which I didn't even know the transit police existed anymore, but whatever. Uh, She says she's felt super defeated, obviously. Felt confused by the whole process, like there was really not a lot of recourse for folks in her situation who were attacked by a stranger. 
And obviously, God forbid that this happens to anybody I know or anyone in general. It's just first and foremost, spitting on someone is the most disrespectful thing you can do to someone. I mean, not the most, but in terms of passive attacks or anything like that, it's absolutely disgusting. It's it's personal body fluid. I If I'm not inviting you to do any exchanging of fluids with me, don't take it upon yourself to try to put any of your bodily fluids on me it's just a disgusting act of violence and it is an act of violence for people who are like because some people in the article the comments were saying oh it's not really a an attack no it is an attack it's an unwanted exchanging of fluids from your body to another person it's an attack it's an assault it's categorized as an assault i'm gonna need people to figure that out and what's even worse obviously is the nypd's reaction to it it's assault and they are treating it like it's just another day at the office and it's very very upsetting it's upsetting to me as a woman who travels a lot by themselves to and from work and other events and activities But also as a person of color, you know, it was obviously a racist attack, a bias attack, and it's just something that the NYPD or these particular officers had absolutely no interest in continuing on with. It's just like we got them after lunch and they were feeling a little bit tired and they didn't want to deal with writing down paperwork. It's just, it's really upsetting and discouraging and my heart goes out to marissa jackson because she was actually traveling with her i believe she said her mother-in-law and her first thought was to obviously protect her mother-in-law because she's obviously an older woman she i forget where but she isn't from here she's from a different country so that was her first initial reaction to make sure her mother-in-law was okay because she didn't know what was going on i don't know she was um she spoke English or not they spoke about it a little bit in the article in the beginning but not only that this is like probably her first time in the city and she sees a whole bunch of wackadoo crap like this who's to say she wants to come back I wouldn't want to come back (laughs) at all but yeah I mean she was trying to make sure that her mother-in-law was okay and to actually have this happen it's it's heartbreaking not only that oh my god how can i forget hold on there was bystanders who were there obviously she was on a train uh the local train the number one train and following the attack i'm reading this from the article she says passengers were helpful giving her hand sanitizer and wipes but that sort of team effort would have been welcomed minutes earlier when an intimidating man had been shouting racist and sexist slurs in front of a largely silent group. Quote, if everyone had stood up and shouted him down, he probably would have gone away. Jackson speculates. I believe earlier in the article, they were saying something about bystanders and not doing anything. Uh, She recalls, here it is, she recalls that Bystanders gave her sympathetic stares, but no one tried to stop him, even as it became clear that the man was targeting her specifically. Uh, She says, I don't fault New Yorkers for this. I think we need to learn how to become upstanders. 
to teach people how to do what someone else can't do, which is another discouraging thing because again, as a woman and a woman of color who likes to do things by themselves, sometimes you want to think that the kindness of strangers would allow them to intervene if something of this nature escalated. But nine times out of 10, that's rarely the case because A, bystanders don't want to get punched in the face and B, a lot of New Yorkers are in their own world and want to do their, they have this whole solo mentality where they think a lot of things are none of their business until it actually happens to them. So I say all that in regards to the article to say this, everything can be used as a weapon, just a little FYI. <laughs> I say that because it was a show a long time ago. No one remembers it. I think I was the only person who watched it. Hence the reason why it doesn't exist anymore. But the name of the show was Naked Trucker. It was the Naked Trucker and T-Bone show. It was literally this naked dude, not really naked, but gave it an illusion of nudity. And this guy called T-Bones, it was kind of like a, a variety show. And they had a song called Everything is a Weapon, where they literally sung about how you can use anything to the advantage of assault, not assaulting people, but defending yourself if you needed to. And I literally say that to everyone. Everything is a weapon. You can pretty much use anything on your persons as a weapon, including your own hands. Obviously, in this particular case, this woman was not alone. She was with her slightly senior mother-in-law, so she probably didn't want to pop, pop off too much in regards to protecting her because who's to say older woman probably couldn't defend herself as much as she probably could. But if this happens, if anyone who's listening to this is a woman a woman of color because you know men don't have to worry about this thing that's another thing when men don't have to worry about random acts of attack they do to a certain extent but let's be honest it's mostly women who have to worry about senseless senseless acts of violence because we are deemed more vulnerable but for women who are traveling a lot by themselves whether it be in a city or maybe in a different country or a different state you can pretty much use everything as a weapon your fist your teeth your nails your foot keys a magazine rolled up it's just sad that the city of new york that has what four million people i think it's a lot more but i don't remember I don't remember the last time I looked it up, but it's just sad that a city with so many people decided to not intervene just a little bit when this woman was being attacked verbally and ultimately physically. And it's just that mentality that, you know, let me mind my business and do my own thing. To a certain extent, obviously, if it's not considered your business, you should mind not mind it but my whole mentality is if someone i don't buy other people's business unless someone's getting hurt or it's dealing with money <laughs> if someone is not you know physically being harmed or anything like that it's 
I'm just minding my business, you know? But clearly, this escalated to a point where it didn't have to. I have rode the train for ever since I was, I don't know, how old am I? It's been 20 years since I rode the train. No, that did not come out right. I've been riding the train for 20 years, 20 plus years uh, by myself without the company of an adult. And for the most part, you find yourself tuning out a lot of things that are happening around you. Uh, I try not to do that too much because you never know. It's the holiday season. Someone might try to pickpocket you. But I try to be very in tune to what's going on around me in every situation, where whether I be on a train or whatever the case may be. I try to be on alert. And what is really one of those things where you feel like you are completely alone in a city of millions of people when things like this happen, especially when you're a woman and especially when the NYPD doesn't seem like they are interested in you know, protecting the people of the city. It's really discouraging. And listen... I'm not saying walk out your house with a machete. I'm not telling you to (laughs) have a gun strapped to you because that's illegal. You can't carry a gun here in New York City. But I'm saying if you find yourself in a situation where you feel threatened, where you feel unsafe, when you feel like it's going to escalate more than it needs to, listen, your best bet is to protect yourself because these people around you they have no interest in protecting one I don't know I mean yeah it's just too much. It's just sometimes you sit back and you're like, it's just too much. You know, it's just too much being a woman. That's just too much being black. It's just too much. I just want to, I just want to take a nap. Fast forward to 20 whatever when, well, I was about to say when what racism doesn't exist. This country was built on racism. racism. It's always going to exist. So I don't even know why I even thought that was going to be a possibility that 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 was a ridiculous thought completely ridiculous thought speaking of ridiculous thoughts (laughs) yeah never mind I was about to go into like the whole Cardi B offset thing she's divorcing him because of ridiculous thoughts get it thoughts (laughs) t-h-o-t yeah anyway Let's talk, no, let's not even go into that as a category of discussion because, you know, we were talking about something that was a little bit more substantial. No offense to them. I'm just saying that's business that has absolutely nothing to do with me. (sighs) This is why I have anxiety when I ride a train. It's just a lot of stuff goes on down there and not only that it's like you you're trapped you can't you can't get you can't get out you can't just kind of it's not like a bus where you're like something pops off and you could just kind of hop off and run down the street you can't run down the tracks in the subway 
you can try it won't be very successful for many reasons how can you get out of the train how can you not step on the third rail and get electrocuted electrocuted to death it's it's a lot it's a the fastest mode of transportation but it's also the most inconvenient in terms of a lot of things in terms of the stop the the point of it going up every other year or every year the cleanliness the hobos the crazy deranged hobos <laughs> oh my gosh speaking of the mta I'm going to speak about this briefly because I only read the article in passing and I had it saved somewhere on my phone, but I don't know where that is. So let's not search for it. Can't search for anything that you have no idea where to begin searching. So apparently, according to the MTA, the $40 billion industry known as the MTA is saying that they're losing money, get this, from people not paying their fares. From people who are hopping over the turnstile or from people who do that. Can I get a swipe? Can I get a swipe? You got a swipe? You know, it's people who hang by the turnstile who, who want to get a ride on the train. The MTA is saying that they're losing money because of these people the nerve the absolute despicable nerve of the mta to think that these people which are literally a couple of pennies a dozen (laughs) are the sole purpose of the mta losing money i think most people would consider the mta losing money because well here's my theory might be incorrect I have a lot of incorrect theories, but I have a few about this. Number one, people are leaving New York City. New York City, honestly, I love the city, but there's the quality of life is dwindling drastically. A lot of people are moving down south to the West Coast, which is no different in my personal opinion. They're just leaving because not only the quality of life is dwindling the cost of living is deplorable people are getting married and having children or they're just moving down with relatives to be closer to relatives older relatives or whatever they can get way more bang for their buck in terms of real estate in other cities and countries not necessarily countries but other cities and states but people are leaving people are now driving to where they need to go which is another problem the congestion in this city is ridiculous people are working from home a lot more because it's way easier to deal with doing things in your pajamas as opposed to having the conundrum of putting on pants and facing the world you know i think that's most of the reason why the mta is losing money and what else i'm sure there's other a couple other things that i cannot think of right now but also people are just muffin tired of dealing with the mta and the dirty subway and being racially attacked 
you know, that that will drop your numbers, MTA. The fact that you can't get on the train without being spat on and called the N-word. That's that's a little bit of a a drop in your <laughs> in the fact that people don't want to ride ya. But that's neither here nor there. It's still it's still one of the fastest ways to get around in the city. And that's how they get you, the MTA. Because if you're not leaving to live somewhere else, or if you're not, you know, someone who plans on leaving, you're still using the train, you, you're not cabbing it. You're not lifting everywhere unless you can expense that. Shout out to people who can expense lift rides because that's amazing. Like... Who are you and can I get a, can I be a part of that? But yeah, a lot of times when I have to go to work, sometimes I literally don't want to deal with going on the train. I literally have a small stash of money that I dedicate to taking the cab to and from work because sometimes you just don't want to deal. Oh my God. It's just so bad sometimes. But yeah, I mean, I just thought it was hilarious that the MTA was just like, yeah, you know, those people who hop the, the turnstile, they're the reason why we're losing money. But we got $40 billion and did they even finish the Second Avenue subway? Yes, they did. They did. Well, they kind of did. I think they're supposed to extend it, but they'd never officially figured out if they were about to do the whole extension but yeah I just never take it I'm never on second avenue that area is very weird but ugh, the MTA I'm going my way and going straight to hell at the same time but there was something else I wanted to talk about that I totally forgot I totally forgot it's out of my head but I think that's pretty much the majority of the stuff that I wanted to talk about the ridiculousness of the MTA and NYPD and the fact that us ladies really need to start carrying some type of nunchucks with us because apparently you can't depend on the kindness of strangers unless you drop your wallet and that's not gonna be yeah that doesn't work (laughs) drop your wallet during the holiday season if you want you will not see it ever again luckily last time i dropped my wallet somebody i work with gave it gave it back to me so blessed so blessed because i would have been asked out i would have had to like become a hooker for like 10 minutes to get home but yeah yeah so we can't depend what have we learned in this episode we can't depend on the kindness of strangers (laughs) we can't depend on strangers defending us I don't think that's chivalry. Chivalry means something completely kind of totally different. There's more elements to the term chivalry. But we learn that when we're out and about, us women, especially women of color, we need to protect ourselves. And if need be, if we need to knock, if we buck, just be prepared to do so. And don't depend or bank on other people to help you out. We also learned that there is transit police, which I've heard of, but really, I mean, I I rarely see them. I didn't even know that they existed anymore. 
whatever. We also learned that the NYPD does not like doing paperwork, which I actually knew about for a long time. There was an issue where paperwork needed to be filed um, and they didn't want to do it for me. Not for me, for a family member, but that's a that's another story for another podcast, I swear. I will get into that story. It's a really long and ridiculous and very creepy kind of annoying story. But anyways, NYPD doesn't want to do paperwork. They never have. They never will. And they won't do it correctly. And the MTA is out there monkey ass minds thinking that all this money that they're supposedly losing is due to people hopping over a turnstile and asking for swipes like you looking for ways to actually raise the fare and at the end of the day I would feel better if you just said hey listen this money we're just kind of blowing it and we just want to raise the fare continuously over and over again because we can because we know we can because you are stuck This is the fastest way to get to and from places and you can't do anything about it unless you get a car or get the hell out of Dodge. So I would feel more comfortable if they just kind of told the truth as opposed to making up these absurd lies about why they more than likely are going to raise a fare. So yeah, today is Thursday. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Thursday so far. Hope the weekend brings you a lot of joyous prosperous opportunities and a lot of alcohol if you drink it and a lot of naps i know a lot of you've been working so hard this week it's appreciated by someone in your life not really me because i don't know who you are but i appreciate you as a person how about that okay so this has been another edition of noir nope Uh, i'm signing off but please guys come back again so we can have more random and arbitrary discussions about things that kind of sort of piss me off and my opinion about it until next time y'all take care of yourself and each other and peace out